0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program was brought to you by Whole Foods Market. For more information, visit wholefoodsmarket.com.
2: Good afternoon, you're listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and today it's a very, very, very hot Monday in April still? Are we still in April? Yeah. It's not even... It's a- tax
3: day, isn't it? Oh yeah, taxes are due. No, tomorrow, the 17th. Oh. Oh okay. yeah, Patriot's Day, right? hmm
0: It's
2: one of those important days that we should probably remember, but... Boston Marathon. Apparently, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> but it is um, it is a fun day for the development of spring projects, such as gardening, farming so forth and beekeeping and today you just heard from chase emmons from brooklyn grange farm and we we've also got tim o'neill from burrowbees.com the blog thanks so much for being here guys
3: thanks for having us
2: so you guys are building if i'm not mistaken the largest apiary in brooklyn
1: well, uh, y- yes, and, and I just want to uh, put the caveat in there that, that we're only saying that because we haven't been presented with something that's larger, so if anyone out there has got something <laughs> you know, cooler, bigger, awesomer, we'd love to check it out, and, and we'll happily uh, uh, relinquish the title. Okay. But y- yeah, right now it looks like it's essentially New York City's first commercial apiary since the legalization of beekeeping, or actually re-legalization of beekeeping right. back in 2010, And also the largest single collection of hives that we know of in the city. So we're going to have about 30 hives in the Brooklyn Navy Yard specifically. Uh, so the and Brooklyn- that's
2: all part of the new farm that's being built on a roof. Yeah, that's yeah. The second project from Brooklyn Grange.
1: Yep. So currently, currently for the past uh, two and a half seasons, we've had the world's largest rooftop farm. We've, we've checked this, so that's yeah. we can claim that. <laughs> uh, 40,000 square feet up on a, a factory building in, in Long Island City in Queens. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, had a part- we formed a partnership with the Brooklyn Navy, our development corporation, about a year ago. They brought us in and set us up on Building Three, which is a sixty-five thousand square foot giant, twelve-story building, which is awesome. It was like built to withstand like Japanese bomber attacks.
2: Yeah, it's right on the shore. Or- it's
1: actually right on Flushing. Okay. So yeah, and uh, and we're put we're building an even bigger farm there. So we'll actually have forty-five thousand arable square feet, like square feet that we actually grow on.
2: This is all too big for my head right now to comprehend but it's like
1: an acre it's like an acre is a little over forty thousand square foot yeah so we're still talking just over an acre for each site
2: so it's slightly larger than the one on long island city
3: yes you've been working
2: on for two and a half years um how many bees does that is 30 hives
3: (laughs) oh gosh um two or three million i think
2: Two or three million two bees. Two or three million bees. And um, you two people are going to be in charge of two or three million bees. Oh, heck no.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: We uh, got interns.
3: <laughs> no. Well, we have, um, as part of this program, um, and this is really the first time this has been done in the city, we started a beekeeping apprenticeship. Um, to Right now we have 12 uh, apprentices who are coming in on a weekend, every weekend, to learn how to keep bees in a hands-on environment. Um, and with them, you know, Chase and I are going to be mentoring them um, along with some other members of the beekeeping community. Um, but they're going to be working a lot of these hives um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's a lot for just two people, it's a lot for 12 people, um, <laughs> if, you know, who are doing it on a, a couple hours every weekend. Um, so we're really spreading this work out amongst people who are interested in learning about keeping bees
2: and that's really cool too because i imagine beekeeping as an apprenticeship was something that was just kind of handed down very you know folksy and family
3: kind of business like a
2: family business right and then but you folks have been and tim you mentioned you look pretty young you said you've been beekeeping for 14 years since i
3: was 13 so how did
2: you get into it
3: um (laughs) i got into it um all on my own. I was just that cool as a 13-year-old. Um, and
2: you didn't have an apprenticeship program? I did not time?
3: have an apprenticeship program. I wish I had. Um, when I started keeping bees, um, I-, I joined the local beekeeping organization. Um, I was the youngest person in the group wow. by about 60 years. Um, <laughs> They didn't even know what to do with me. Is uh, there a
2: legal age to start beekeeping? Oh, oh no,
3: no, 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 I mean, I know, I know. They make suits for for four year olds. Okay. Um, you know, as long as they're not afraid of getting stung, you can really start whenever you want. Um, but I started. Uh, my parents were really interested in locally um, and sustainably grown food. They grew their own vegetables. They were part of a dairy co op. They got so where meat. Where did you live? In Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they got their meat from, you know, a local butcher who, who got his, his cows from the local Mm 4-H. Um, they've always been really into sustainable, good food, local food. Um, and we got our our honey from a local beekeeper we would ride our bikes as it was very sound of music we would ride our bikes <laughs> to the local beekeeper um with saddlebags fill them up with jars of honey and bike back and i always thought it was really amazing and this guy would show me how he worked these bees um you showed me how he got stung and he, he just would bring the stinger in his in his hand over to me and i could see it pumping and it was really amazing wow um And so I needed a hobby when I was 13, and I moved to a new school, um, and I decided I was going to give beekeeping a shot. Um, And I got my dad's credit card um, from him with a little (laughs) bit of cajoling, Um, and and I ordered my first two hives, um, which I killed. Oh. Horribly um, Due to lack of experience Happens. But it got yeah. me started um, And I learned from there And I got better and better I got my dad into it My dad has hives in Ohio now um, wow. it's, it's one of his favorite hobbies um,
2: Was this for honey Or just for the, for the hobby?
3: It started out as being for honey mm-hmm. um, You know, we had honey we, we baked with honey We put honey in our tea I mean, we went through like a a five-gallon bucket of honey every couple of months in my house yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: exactly you can basically straight swap it you just factor in like a little more uh acidity and you factor in the moisture content but you can pretty much straight swap it even in baking and yeah you
2: can use a lot of other bee um, products too, like the wax and so forth and absolutely make some soaps I make, think, I
3: make wood polish out of mine most of the time Ooh. Um, which which goes great on hives um, instead of painting them um, but it started out as being for honey, but it turned out that I just really liked working with bees um, mm-hmm. they 're an absolute remar- absolutely remarkable creature, um, <laughs> just the way they function as a cohesive unit. Um, 60,000 individual bees functioning as a single organism, um, with common goals.
2: Hmm. That is a that is a quaint or not quaint, but a I don't know emblematic of something story. But it's it's it is fascinating. <laughs> bees are commies. And, and going back to your <laughs> going back to your little biking reverie, Isn't I can see Stand a by lot me adventures? of. Uh, oh no, no, well, not quite there, but I can see a lot of people now biking. Down Flushing Ave from the Brooklyn Navy Yards with saddlebags of honey.
1: Well, not so, just honey, but we'll have a we'll have a market. We'll have a weekly market. Zucchini, right there. Yep. There Zucchinis, you go. rooftop tomatoes, the whole thing, and honey. Your fest. Whole
2: groceries. Yep. Uh, we'll honey be doing fest. Honey oh. Fest as
1: well. Where we're last last year we actually, um, I will claim credit for just standing around with a friend of mine up in Massachusetts, saying like, "Hey, every small town has a, a honey festival up in New England, and New York doesn't have one." And he was like, "Well." If someone hasn't done it Someone's gonna So it might as well be you <laughs> <laughs> And uh We got together With all the guys Including the owners Of Roberta's Where we are where we are right now Um Who are uh Doing all the cool restaurants Out of the Rockaways And we got together With those guys And last September We had New York's First official Honey Festival
2: I was there It was a good time Oh you were there yeah. Oh cool yeah. What
3: well, was I amazing was, is that cool. I was
2: pouring it? beers From Six Point Made with honey <laughs> Ooh <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: made with Kelly's honey
3: numbers. Yeah made with, mm-hmm. made with uh, One of our friends' honey Um uh, yeah, what try to that, that again.
2: It was good beer. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Totally. What's Goodbye. amazing is that despite the fact that none of the trains were running and you had to take like three buses yeah. to get there. <laughs> like what? 2 or 3,000 people came out?
1: Yeah, I mean a friend of mine who who does event stuff said it was we easily saw a 1,000 people roll through there. Oh and yeah! It, was just it
2: wasn't even that nice of a day either. Yeah, it was, it was like kind of
1: halfway crappy, halfway nice. it, yeah. was, just, it was everything was kind of working against us, except for like full on rain, and mm-hmm. it was just such a success. It was killer.
2: So, do you think that there's a huge demand for um, locally produced honey in the city too? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Is that a joke. No, uh, <laughs> it's it, like like the so last year at the Grange we had uh, four hives up on top of the Grange in Long Island City and uh, one hive on top of Bobo, which is a restaurant in, in the West Village. Yep, and uh, they were brand new hives. I started them off as pretty much our first like beta test and ended up with just over 300 pounds of honey. All was gone. I mean, by Honey Festival, it was gone. We didn't even oh, yeah. have any honey to sell at Honey at our own Honey, honey Festival, it was just
3: gone. Wow. Yeah, every time I tell people that. They ask me what What are you doing?" And I'm I'm, I keep bees. Can I get some honey? Can I buy some honey? I hear it's great for allergies. (laughs) And I'm like, every Every year, as soon as I have any honey, it is sold out. Mm -hmm. It's It's just I I can't make enough.
1: Yeah, five five you know quote unquote five borough honey like honey from hives within the five boroughs is just you know coveted. It's sought after. Uh, cause, it's
2: definitely unique, it and yeah, it's work.
1: it's unique, and and you can get plenty of honey from local, you know, small time apiaries just within fifty miles of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of it available, but it's just that sort of within the five boroughs, the whole rooftop thing. It's it's, just it, has, got its own. it has a different cachet. It yeah. has a charm. Yeah, absolutely. So, how
2: much honey are you looking to produce this summer? Um, I'm gonna I say I'm, I like to underpromise
1: and overproduce. So, like last year with our five hives, I told uh, told my partners at the Grange at the Brooklyn Grange Farm that uh, you know eh, maybe we'll get a hundred pounds.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you know I, uh, I'll say with the thirty hives that we've got, we should. Easily be able to do a thousand pounds, barring any bizarre weather events or something like that.
3: And I don't think that's unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had we are having a very long, a very, and it seems a very productive spring. Um, all of my bees are just going gangbusters, um, bringing in just loads and loads of pollen and nectar. Because oh, um, we had an early
2: spring, early yes,
3: spring, and and, a, and because it, last year was so bad, um, yeah, with the rain and, and cold. the cold, yeah, um, everything is blooming. It seems longer and stronger this year Because it didn't have the chance to last year No frost um, so far yeah. Although
1: that, the, the warm winter was sort of Counterintuitively to non-beekeepers Was kind of bad for bees Well, my bees did fine <coughs> I, Well, I... I because we're but but essentially what happens is you kind of want cold winters for bees to make it through the winter cuz they'll oh. go more they, they'll go more dormant so to speak. Mm. And if it's warm enough that they don't really go dormant and they stay a little too active, they kind of go through their emergency food supplies, okay. which is all their store. They can eat
3: themselves out of house and home.
2: Yeah. So they need to hibernate and it, it, it sort it's of. not
1: really hibernation but yeah, they'll, they they the, they consume less of their honey if it 's a colder
2: winter, Gotcha.
1: yeah you so. want, you
3: want to get their their if if you think of the hive as a organism as an as a super organism, which a lot of people do these days, you want to get it to drop its metabolism down to as low a rate as possible when it's warm outside when they can when they're flying and looking for food they're burning a lot more energy than they are when they're just in the hive trying to keep warm. Yeah, so so hmm.
1: the beekeepers who saw what was going on this past winter, like me and Tim, kept feeding feeding our bees throughout okay. the winter, and it's just straight sugar syrup, kind of like yeah. you know. Pow. Mm-hmm.
3: Or I fed mine. Um, I fed mine solid sugar um, just as an emergency feed. I didn't harvest last year. Um,
1: yeah, it's like power bars for bees.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I left like 150 pounds of honey on my on this my hives over the winter. Um, is it, you know pe- different people manage their bees differently. Some people harvest more and feed more sugar syrup, which is fine. Um, I prefer to harvest less and feed less. <laughs> One thing about beekeeping is you'll get ten beekeepers in
1: a room and you'll get twelve opinions. Oh, and we get really <laughs> angry about you know? it. And 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 it's uh it, it's an interesting <laughs> hobby. I uh, I'm born and raised in in New York City,
0: uh-huh. and
1: I ended up being spending a lot of time in Western Massachusetts over the past 20 years to run a company and uh, got into beekeeping because a friend of mine who was essentially running Burton Snowboards at the time, executive, mm-hmm. whatever, called me one day, and he's like, dude, I got a beehive. It's like back in 2000, and I was just like, dude, you're insane. Like stinging insects. What you, yeah. Have you lost your mind? And he, and he said, no, come on up, check them out. I went up to Stovermont, Vermont, checked them out for a day and literally walked away saying, I got to do great. this. This is yeah. so freaking cool yeah. that you can... Because it's not like having livestock. It's not like having a chicken or, or, or a pet. Because it's, it's like a tacit agreement between mm. human and the, the bees. Because the bees can technically leave. Yeah, it's called it sounds, absconding. They like, do that oh. They can time. Oh, yeah. Like It's not like a chicken's in a pen. and As long as you don't open the pen, right, it's not right. going to run away.
2: They can always they leave can fly. at any time. Yeah, they can yeah. fly. They're supposed to. <laughs> so
1: I thought it was so cool that you could have this just relationship. that Like symbiotic relationship. As opposed to most livestock relationships with humans tend to be somewhat parasitic on the human end <laughs> uh but yeah with bees it's it's just this great symbiotic relationship and and they make all this awesome honey and wow right. that was cool and then i told all my friends in new york like i'm keeping bees and they said the same thing to me like dude you're insane <laughs> so <laughs> what
2: well, does this friend from uh the snowboarding place think it think of what you're doing oh now? what's happened yeah. yeah well
1: he's he's now at nike he's like one of the top echelon at nike like and he lives in portland oregon same hive he had in Vermont all those years ago. He brought out to Portland with him in 2005. It's still sitting in his backyard in Portland. He doesn't harvest. He doesn't do anything. They just do their own thing, wow. and he likes to look at them. He thinks it's awesome. Yeah. Whenever I he's bet, in the city. He's
2: I bet this friend, I hope he got one of the coveted jars of honey from last year for oh, inspiring yeah. this totally. whole thing. I mean, nice. he was he, he came <laughs> to the Honey Festival,
1: too. <laughs> that yeah. Nice. Yeah.
2: So cool. Um, I picked out a song. We're just going to cut to it really quick. And I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be right back to chat more about honey, bees, and all things food.
0: Foods Market, we review each and every
1: product that hits our shelves. Our cleaning products are no exception. Our EcoScale ranking system rates each household cleaner so you know what you're getting. Now, during Earth Month and any time of the year, learn more at WholeFoodsMarket.com.
2: back with chase emmons and tim o'neill both working on the brooklyn grange apiary project on let's eat in and uh that was a song uh flight of the bumblebees which apparently they have heard way too much and they're really 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 bored with but sorry about that oh
3: no it's still great obligatory
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry i don't have a spiffy version of it too, oh right oh there. you know what you need
3: you need um uh, the national blood buzz ohio it's okay. all about bees
2: yeah, okay. I don't know. That's I'm, a new one to I don't meet me. this. So no?
3: so that's nice. a good song about bees.
2: Well, you guys were um, just giving me a good 101 of all the things that I don't know about beekeeping because I thought it was just honey um, and getting stung. But um, this is really exciting. <laughs> um, maybe I'll have to sign up as an intern or apprentice <laughs> soon. Um, I understand there's something about a queen bee uh, something workshop. Queen, that you guys are
1: get, working queen, on. Oh, no, it's oh. actually the local genetics. Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a quick overview, then I'll let you take the time. All right. Okay. Um, so right now in New England, generally, people will get their bees. When they want to get bees, they get mm-hmm. them from down south. So literally, like right now, this is the Christmas time of year for beekeeping in New England. Everybody's getting these packages of bees, which is looks like a lunchbox that's a cage. It's mm. filled with bees. Don't give
2: that to your kid instead of that lunch. Well, they actually, they'll send,
1: I like them,
3: it when they'll I like
1: send them through the mail, too. Like the, the, the U.S. Postal Service delivers tons of these at this time of year. Okay. And they yeah. always freak out about it. Yeah, yeah, every Aww. year. So all these bees come up from down south where they don't have a winter and they're these huge apiary operations. Where they specifically breed bees to then put in these packages with a queen and send up north to everyone to get and start hives with. So there isn't really a local source for bees. Mm-hmm. And the other issue is for bees that do well down south with warm winters or no winters, getting oh, through the winter up north can be an issue. Mm-hmm. So what our, our general plan is over the next couple of years is to just stick with the bees that are successful through the winter and also show themselves to be hardy. They don't need any treatments. They don't have any issues with disease. And essentially breed them with one another just like you would with tomatoes that do really well on your windowsill. Okay, and, yeah. and, and ultimately, the the goal, and this may be far overreaching, but what the heck, is to have a source of local genetics of bees that do really well in New York City, and people then in New York can have a local source instead of having to go down south. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: so you're creating maybe a new sort of subspecies of, or, or just something well, that is adaptable. Well, for, you know.
3: Yeah, something that's adapted to New York. Um, we're probably never going to get to the point where, those, where people are going to get those three-pound packages of 10,000 bees from us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're never going to be that large of a scale in terms of bee production. What we're going to be producing are the queens, which are the mothers of all those bees, mm-hmm. um, and control the genetics um, in combination with the drones that they mate with of the hive itself, because they are the mother of every single bee in that hive. Um, and so by breeding um, from survivor stock, um, hives, queens um, that produce young, that survive in our local climate with our with our style of forage, um, with our cold winters, usually cold winters, not this mm-hmm. winter, um, but that do well in our environment, in our in our urban environment, um, and that are also resistant to things like parasites. Parasites and diseases. Um, we're hoping to propagate those lines and and spread them so that in New York, so that people don't have to keep on sending money and getting keep on bringing in these southern bees that really. Don't always do very well. Oh, it's
2: um, kind of like people too, right? Yeah, you're gonna create... We <laughs> have to get
3: we have to get them winter. used to these cold are they, winters. Are they
2: gonna be all black instead of yellow? Oh,
3: <laughs> wait, wait. We're not into eugenics
1: here.
2: No, I meant like clothes, like you know, New Yorkers wear black. Well, Sorry. Yeah, that's no, no, it no, no,
3: no, no, no. I mean, on, on n- north Northern strains tend to be darker in color. Um, yeah, that they, is true. They absorb. They, they, um, they get more heat from the sun. Um, they like, um, my. I I have two hives up on up on one of my roofs in um, Fort Greene. One hive has a queen that came from the South, the American South. One of their Italian queens, just run of the mill, what everyone else gets. Um, In my other hive is a queen that was bred and raised locally. They had they had a southern queen. She didn't survive. They didn't like her. She was damaged in some way, so they replaced her on their own. They grew up a queen cell um um she she grew up she emerged she mated with um all of the local drones um all the bees in the surrounding neighborhood um that had survived the winter and were doing well enough to produce fertile drones she mated with them um and started making babies and the beh- the difference in behavior and character uh, between those two hives is startling mm. um the local queen um, with her, with the bees um, and the genetics of the bees that she mated with, um, that, which are local, um, fly in, in temperatures that are 10, 15 degrees cooler than the um, hive with the queen from the south.
2: Oh, wow. Um,
3: which means, you know, 15 degrees cooler, those bees are still out foraging, they're getting food, they're getting pollen, um, they're surviving better, they're bringing in more.
2: Hmm. It's too bad that we're not doing uh, this rooftop uh, APR project in Queens. Then we could say in well, we've well, we we so, to... <laughs> we
1: still got hives at the Grange in, in Queens. Gotcha. So, you know, it's a funny story about the name. Uh, we've now settled on Brooklyn, <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn Grange Bees. So okay. the official name is now Brooklyn Grange Bees, even though it's fluctuated between several different placeholders. But at one point we were thinking BQE bees, just because we've got them in Brooklyn, we've got them in Queens, People thought maybe the BQE itself is a symbol of dividing up neighborhoods. I I
3: kind of thought of bees just driving (laughs) Mack trucks and honking at each other when they go too slow.
1: Personally, I love BQE bees just because half the people liked it and half people hated it, which means it's got to be a perfect name. But... I was sort of overwhelmed. I
2: don't want to think about the BQE if I don't have to. See, from the
1: Navy Yard though, so. we can see, we look, we overlook the BQE. Oh, okay.
2: So it, it exactly. was just perfect.
1: But okay, yeah. fine. Sorry,
2: I was sorry, Brooklyn Grange um,
3: bees is what we're going with. Yeah, oh, Brooklyn
2: Grange bees. I yeah. can't wait to see um, when you guys start up. When will we have the first like uh, workshop? I don't know what's what's happening. Soon? Well,
1: okay. So we've started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we just finished our Kickstarter campaign. Congratulations. Yep, yeah, we raised we raised our twenty thousand, which is. Fantastic! We've actually mm-hmm. still got two days left, so anybody who still wants to uh, Woo, make do any donations, it. you get the name a drone
3: uh, for one I really level. love the name a drone prize. I just yeah. like
2: the name drone. Can we just keep it? No, I'm sorry. That's
3: weird. <laughs> you name <laughs> this Thinking drone drone for you. Terms, it's like, like, like naming your dog dog. Yeah, this or, or spot.
2: You know. The, and this Fido. Is very fascinating. It's like drone, and then it, there's like. Um, I don't know. It just reminds me of, like, these little serfs or... um, uh, Well, now, Tim's kind
1: of alluded to the fact that bees are more of a superorganism. And, you know, coming... I can still count myself as still a noob to this whole thing, even though I've been doing it on a hobby level for 10 years. But it's amazing how he did mention that when a hive is unhappy with its queen, it can actually like the French do, off of their head, she's mm. done. And they and they raise a new one. Yeah, gotcha. so it's not like the queen is all controlling. Hmm. Uh, the queen
3: it, is actually a slave to her duties, as egg laying. Yeah. She can't even fly most of the year when she's busy laying eggs. She's laying two, three times her body weight a day. It's she. It's food in one end and an egg out the other. It is, it is yeah. a hard life that she <laughs> has. Aliens. Yeah. This
1: is...
2: <laughs> This is, yeah, this is going in places that are really deep right now. Um, so, um, I have to ask, though, uh, what is your favorite thing to cook with the honey that you produce? Coffee. Or? Coffee.
1: <laughs> honey
2: and I coffee is the right now, greatest
1: actually. thing ever. In fact, like, for honey tasting, we found, and I'm sure people have known this forever, but I, I just, we sort of discovered on our own that if you're doing a honey tasting, the best ca- palate cleanser is just straight black coffee.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay makes sense.
3: And you want to know the truth? I don't even like honey that much at this point. (laughs) I I think it's too sweet.
2: Well, yeah, but you use it as a sweetener. I use it in
1: pies. Baking baking
2: with pies, yeah. Yeah,
1: Tim's got a whole line of of politically incorrect pies, but we won't go there for this this radio show.
2: (laughs) No, you can definitely go there, because I was going to ask next, what do you think would be the ultimate date meal? Your opinion, date meal? Yes. I'll leave that
1: up to this guy, right? Because <laughs> he's
3: got groupies. Let's just oh, put it that oh, way. Oh, that's horrible! That's horrible <laughs> to say. Um, it
2: Doesn't have to do with honey. I food. do. I
3: do. I mean, I do a lot of my own cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Gosh. What? What do I? What do, I really like making homemade pizza, which is which is appropriate because I'm at Roberta's right now. Um, but I I, I, I you make the
2: dough yourself, I, and I, eat it, stretch I, it. I, out. I
3: have I have my parents for Christmas, and and this tells you a lot more about me than it does about them. They got me a KitchenAid uh, for Christmas last year, one of the giant industrial sized yeah, KitchenAids. Nice. So I can I can respect that. It's the biggest <laughs> thing in my kitchen. It's actually it's actually probably the biggest thing in my apartment. It takes up half of my floor space. No, um, but you, you know I really like I I like making. My own pizza, my own crust. You know, thin, thick, Chicago style. I have, you know, I, my my oven is lined with with bricks. Mm.
1: Um, so you're saying go. the whole pizza thing is how to get the ladies? Because that's what it, she asked. Like, what's the <laughs> good date?
3: You, you know what? It's actually it's actually it gets the maker
2: when it's all hot and <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it's actually the make or break. Um, because I've found that when I'm making pizza, like. Maybe seventy-five percent of the people I never see again after I make pizza, and I don't think it's because the pizza is bad. But the really? T- yeah, but <laughs> delusions an awesome thing. Has she?
2: The- uh, yeah, yeah. That, tried
3: it. That, that, that seems to be the make or break, make or break date. The pizza night. Um, you cool. know, you're working together. You're working well, together. You're making the pizza right. together. You know, you're seeing how you get along together. You know, exactly. working with your hands. Um, like I, I don't, I don't fuss with people who are finicky about working with their exactly. hands. It's
2: a good filtering.
3: That's know? really important to me. I want people who, I, I like people who do things, um, both for my friends and people that I date. Um. Physical,
2: I, dirty, you know, active things. Like
3: people yeah. who aren't afraid to get flour on their date dress. Mm-hmm. Um. You know. I'll go for the opposite end of the
1: spectrum, but kind of in the same, like opposite end of the same coin. I'll say uh, cinnamon, homemade cinnamon buns Ooh. using using honey instead of sugar.
2: That's a good meal. Yeah,
1: it's good. <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I a glass of milk. Using
2: honey and then cinnamon. Yeah, so oh, so that's just replacing really like cinnamon, brown sugar. instead. Yeah, c- yeah.
1: Yep, replacing it and using honey instead. They're I'm fa- gonna try they're that. Fantastic.
2: That sounds really good. Yeah. I bet it smells so good when it's in the oven too. It's
3: it's, it's that it's that great. just
2: alone. Just put it just. Have something in the oven like that at all times, and you don't even have to eat it. It would just make the date.
3: Oh. I think. Oh, oh, oh! That's that's one thing. The best topping for for that date night, night date night pizza: anchovies. Oh, okay. <laughs> best. <laughs> that 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 is that is one of my most important criteria. Like, anchovies. I thought you were going to
2: say and honey, so no. I was just, like waiting for that. But
3: anchovies. I love anchovies. Anchovies are amazing,
2: and that that is a kind of like test of, no, of personality. No,
3: no. If, if somebody can handle making pizza with their bare hands and eating anchovies, then they are great.
2: <laughs> we have very different <laughs> takes yeah. on this, I think. And I'm sorry, so, um, oh, I, I wanted to ask this one thing though. What is local honey in Brooklyn going to taste like? Are you Do you have control over what they're going to like be eating on the roof no. or elsewhere.
1: No, I, I, he, yeah. uh, the ba- uh, the the thing about urban bees, and they've actually been finding this with with true empirical scientific studies. In there's one in Tokyo, and there was one in, in Paris, found that urban bees tend to be more productive and healthier than farmland bees, country bees. Uh,
3: yeah, and, think and, of it. Uh, oh. Yeah,
1: and, and the biggest the biggest thing is at first you'd say, wait, that doesn't make sense, but it actually makes sense.
2: producing more honey and, and they're, they're healthier. They're healthier. Yeah.
1: Wow. When you're in farmland, what are you around? You're around monocrops, meaning f- farmers growing a couple thousand hectares of whatever it
3: is. Treated right. with systemic pesticides. Treated with
1: pesticides, herbicides, uh, fungicides, and whatever it is only blooms for maybe two weeks or three weeks. Mm. And to a bee, unless something's blooming, it's desert. So you could have this great you know, hundreds of square miles of corn and Mm -hmm. it's filled with pesticides and chemicals and horribleness and it's only blooming for a short period of time and the rest of the time it's a desert, it's a food desert to the bees. So it kind of sucks to be in the country. Whereas in the city... Everything everybody grows is specifically ornamental. Yeah.
2: And for the most Except part. Or the urban, yeah, edible, whatever.
1: Right, right. Stuff. But I mean, like, if you look at any. I don't s- think
2: anyone's spraying <clears throat> pesticides on them, though. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And parks Department's not, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, you know, every once in a while we have to spray, you know, the parks department or the city will spray for mosquitoes, but they make announcements for that. It's pretty.
3: I mean, you can seal up your hives. Yeah. They you, use very short lived pesticides. Right.
1: So oh. urban bees, with the world over, have been found to be doing essentially really, really well. They make cleaner honey. Make cl- I mean, yeah, yeah, and, and well, cleaner honey in that you don't get all those chemicals that are being sprayed on on the crops and the farmland getting into your honey. You know, so people might think
2: honey, uh, local honey. And, uh, sorry, what were you going to say then? Well,
1: it, it, I was going to kind of get to the point of uh, that. There are people who are like honey sommeliers, like they uh-huh. can totally taste difference. <laughs> to me, it's just either I like it or I don't. Right. And you know, you can taste the difference between like extremes. It's extreme ends of the spectrum, but otherwise, to me, it's just like it's honey.
2: Right. Right. You know,
1: and uh, and New York could only be considered wildflower. That's like the catch-all term because it's just you know, or we call it. Uh, we came up with the term New
3: York's finest.
2: Mm. So <laughs> you know,
3: <laughs> yeah. But uh, everything in the city does bloom, like those flowers that are in people's window boxes are mm-hmm. forage. Um, the maple trees, um, the um, what's a tree of paradises that they have, cherry blossoms uh, uh, right
2: now. Uh,
3: um, everything that blooms here in the city is forage for the bees, um, and most people don't see these trees and don't even realize that they bloom, like maples, um, because they mostly bloom on the top surface of their uh, of of the tree where they can get the most light. Um, and the most access to pollinators, um, but everything, every plant in the city blooms and is a source of food for the bees. Yeah, willow
2: dandelion uh, flowers. Oh,
3: dandelions are a huge source of pollen right now. Like, we
2: definitely have a lot. Of if you sit in, the city. in front of a
3: hive, you you'll just see like hundreds of bees yeah. coming in with bright yellow pollen baskets um, that they've collected from the dandelions. And you know what, dandelions
1: are edible, right?
2: oh yeah I, yeah I picked them yeah
1: uh, it's just it's, it's we that's one of our big crops at the at the brooklyn grange oh, farm cool. and uh you know the french actually grow it the way we yeah. grow other and and when you think about it in america you think dandelions and you think roundup yeah, it's like part. in our lawn culture <laughs> it's just kill the dandelions we realize wait they're edible wait, the, the bees like them
2: i think they're pretty too yeah. okay yeah so we're and the bees love them yeah nice i can't wait so this is so exciting um Grange dot com is where to check out like upcoming events and so forth and Brooklyn, how
1: to sign up. Yeah, Farm dot com. Okay, uh, we're gonna have a we're just redesigning our web page right now. We'll have a bee sub page. Uh, we have a Facebook page too, which cool. is pretty active, uh, and that's where we're. The Facebook page is kind of the most active at the moment, so okay. I'd say Facebook uh, Brooklyn Grange. Uh, yeah, is it Brooklyn Grange bees? Yes, it is Brooklyn, yeah, Grange, Brooklyn Grange, Grange bees. bees. Yeah. Can't wait. We just also, started the
3: Facebook page a couple days ago. Yeah. So
2: all right and well congratulations on getting that kickstarter yeah hiring.
1: yeah and also we have uh, uh for people who actually want to get into beekeeping mm-hmm. you have to buy equipment and stuff like that mm-hmm. so we have our little urban farm pop-up store
2: oh nice
1: hayseeds big city farm supply <laughs> we we decided to give it a shot and do the urban farm store thing it's just a pop-up it's perfect it's in greenpoint it's just for the next three
3: months it's also really cool like, and that's j- not by you guys. There's some okay, there's cool. some it's not it's not me, but it like just going there I was like this is really cool. Like the le- like they have pretty much everything you need. Um, I'll
2: definitely have to check that out cuz I need some stuff.
3: Yeah, cool. we've got classes there. We've got we've got all sorts I'll of I'll probably there. be teaching a class there too on yeah. beekeeping most <laughs> Excellent.
2: likely. And I hope um I guess you will have news on that at burrow Bee- Bees.
3: Burrowbees.com. burrowbees.com. Yeah, and uh, that's just like my 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 beekeeping blog. Okay. I do a lot of Beekeeping one hundred and one, um, like introductions to 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 techniques to skills. Um, it's it's a reasonably educational blog.
2: Awesome! I can't wait to check it out. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise today, um, Tim and Chase. Happy and to be here. Nice. Thank you. It's about all the time we got, but we'll see you next week on Let's Eat in.
0: No more.